coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. You know, stay away from the processed foods. And there's, there's so much education needed there about even what that is, because there's so many people, and I, I don't know about you, but I talk to ladies all the time and say, well, I only shop the outside of the grocery store. Like, that's great, but there's still processed food there. There's still processed meat oh, yeah. on, the, on the outside of the grocery store. And they, they don't necessarily understand or know that, which is fine because we have some brilliant marketing companies in the world. Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and Chef, Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. Yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We We like like to have fun, too. So let's Let's get get on on with the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MD and Chef Team podcast. I want to introduce you to a lovely lady that I just met about two weeks ago when we were doing this meet and greet and just seeing, you know, if we could dance together is the best way that I can put it. I was like, oh, yeah, she's got so much to share with everybody. So I'd like to introduce to you today, Kirsty. So Kirsty Wilson is an ACE certified weight loss specialist health coach, and certified personal trainer. She specializes in working with women 45 plus, 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 I'm sure. Plus, yes. (laughs) To help them build a healthy lifestyle that leads to lasting weight loss. She considers weight loss as the beneficial byproduct of creating a healthy, active lifestyle that allows women to live a vibrant, thriving life in their third act. I love that because you know what, in my, in my world, the rest of our lives, and I consider that after 50 is the best of our lives. So I love that you're really focusing on that. Totally. Totally. Welcome. Just because biology thinks we're supposed to be past our prime doesn't mean that we are right. Exactly. Age is just a number. And I was reading something the other day that, you know, it just doesn't matter. It's how you decide you're going to be living, you know? Attitude is a big part of it. It really is. Like, what are you saying to yourself day in and day out? I, re- You know how Tina Turner, oh, I love Tina Turner. I'm so sad she passed away. But you know how she's got that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading something the other day from a hundred, I think she was 104. No, she was 106 before she passed. But she said, what's age got to do with it? Got to do with it. I was like, that is going to be part of my my thinking. What's age got to do with it? Definitely. Kirsty, can you share with us a little bit about, well, the whole story, what the whole story of why you became passionate about this? Certainly. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. My my sort of career history has always kind of wended its way back to health and wealth, health and wellness. Anyway, I started my career in the National Health Service back in the UK as a researcher and then one of those nerdy health informatics people in public health. And I was always interested in 
how lifestyle, the things we do every day, and that can be the way you talk to yourself, just not what you eat, just the way we live our lives impacts health. And then I hit the dreaded perimenopause. It came along, nobody warned me, I didn't even know what the word meant, and I was one of those very lucky women, I could eat and drink whatever I wanted and never gain any weight. Now, I was always a bit of a gym rat, I'll be honest. I did love go, always do love going to the gym. And out of nowhere came this 30 pounds, seemingly just implanted suddenly on me. And I did everything you're supposed to do, right? I ate less. I moved more. Oh boy, did I move more. I went to the gym. I always went to the gym, but now I was doing a whole set of cardio before work. And then I was adding in circuit training and HIIT training and strength training and you name it. I was doing about three hours a day at the gym. I was eating this very mystical 1200 calories that apparently every woman on the planet picks. Where that number comes from, I don't know, but I was eating it. So I'm probably around a net 900 calories a day right now. And in four months, I lost four pounds. I was like, something not right about this. This is what everybody who's anybody tells me I'm supposed to do, right? And I thought, as I had an aha moment one night after the gym, eating my chicken and broccoli, like, mm. there's got to be more to this. This is more complicated than this. So I literally went back to the research, the real research, not, you know, WebMD and Healthline. God bless them. But I went back to the Yeah, gym. God bless them. <laughs> And their advertisers and um, started reading about, you know, the impact of estrogen, the impact of having very little estradiol and all those kinds of things and the implications and the impacts that it has on your hormones and your metabolism and all the things. Right. And so just started experimenting on myself. Well, let's stop doing all this crazy cardio and creating all this physical stress. Let's figure out a better way to eat. Right. Let's bring in actually more food just better quality food. And so over a six-month period, I sort of figured it out, easily lost the 30 pounds, have never dieted since, and I've never gained a pound since then. Well, occasionally when I go on vacation, there might be three or four pounds appears, of course, but no. And then the pandemic gave me the opportunity to go and get my certifications and start the business I always dreamed of starting. And so now what are you doing? So now I am working with women 45 plus. Mm-hmm. I run a group coaching program. We call it a weight loss program, but it is so much more in that I cover what I call my five pillars. So obviously we do nutrition and activity, we mm-hmm. do, you know, the, the eating and the moving. But I also focus on hydration because most women are chronically underhydrated. Why is it so hard for people to drink water? It blows my mind. I, I don't know. But I, I talk to ladies all the time and say, how much are you drinking? Yeah. And they'll take like four glasses a day. I'm like, okay, we need to at least double that. Right. Yeah. So, be- because if we don't, what happens? What happens if we don't get hydrated? If we don't stay hydrated? What does that tell our brain? I mean, so many things, right? But the problem is that most women, even most people don't know their hunger cues. And so they sense thirst and think hunger. Mm-hmm. which you think is where most of the overeating comes from. Just try a glass of water before you eat something. Percy, that is such a good prescription. Is If you're hungry, think, how am I thirsty? You know, have I fulfilled my water requirement? Yeah, yeah. And so like, totally underhydrated, most women, and they fight me on it so much, Dr. Isabel. They fight me on it so much. Oh, oh, please call me Isabel. Don't call me Dr. Isabel. We're all together here. We're all on this mission forward and up. Yeah. 
And then I also focus on stress management and we focus on optimizing our sleep. But underpinning all that, I do a lot of mindset work, which always comes as a surprise to my clients. Mm-hmm. Because most of them have been on that diet roller coaster for so long and have so many beliefs that we need to shift a little bit to allow them to release themselves from some of those mental blocks that are mm-hmm. stopping them losing weight in the long term. Can can you expand, go deeper on what kind of mental blocks? What are we saying? How are we beating ourselves up? Well, it's the beating ourselves up, but I think it goes a lot deeper than that. It's all of those influences that have built up over many years, all those subtle things that we were told as children. You talk to most Western people and it's things like the starving children in Africa. I mean, I was certainly told that as a child, like, so what am I supposed to do about that? And what's that got to do with my eating? Mm. But I, as a child, for example, we ate at the dining table every dinner, every night. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to leave until my plate was empty. Right. And there's a lot of those kinds of influences that you've had all throughout your life that you don't take any notice of. Mm-hmm. but they are driving your beliefs now and they're driving your behavior now. So we just start to look at those things. And then, yes, there's absolutely the beating yourself up. I had a cookie. Let's go into the all or nothing thinking. I've blown my diet now. No, let's build those treats in and let's look at the language we no. are using about what we, you know, how we talk to ourselves. I coach my clients through a journaling process, a four-step journaling process to uncover some of this internal dialogue that they're just not listening to. So good. The internal dialogue. I'm just taking notes because I love all this stuff. What is the best diet for women 45 plus? The one that works for them. And so how do they figure this out? You know, because you're talking about estrogen and the the effects that it has on the body, maybe kind of like share a little bit more about how How do women figure out what works for them? The biggest thing I coach clients on is let's make sure it works for you and your preferences whilst making sure we're getting the nutrition we need. I think the big problem with most diets is they're restrictive and they cut things out, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at a whole food approach here. I tend to phrase it, call it plant predominant. No, I'm not talking vegan. Right. I'm talking something akin to a Mediterranean based diet. Let's eat lots and lots of healthy veggies, but let's eat more of a variety of them. Let's little go out of a little, go out of our way a little bit and stop just the grocery store and maybe find some other things. You know, maybe go to the farmer's market where there might be some really cool veggies that you've never seen before. Let's get some beans and legumes back in these diets. Let's get some nuts and seeds and some herbs and spices. And let's just get away from the processed stuff. It is not rocket science. It really isn't. It really isn't. But we're so, we're so trained by TV and all this advertisement on what we should be eating. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, stay away from the processed foods and this, there's so much education needed there about even what that is, because there's so many people, and I, I don't know about you, but I talk to ladies all the time and say, well, I only shop the outside of the grocery store. Like, that's great, but there's still processed food there. There's still processed meat oh, yeah. on, the outside, on the outside of the grocery store. And they, they don't necessarily understand or know that, which is fine because we have some brilliant marketing companies in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So That spend a lot of money on advertisement. And they do a lot of research understanding the buyer. How would you like to feel a sense of clarity, focus, and mental sharpness 
that enables you to tackle any challenge with ease. Can you envision experiencing a better memory and recall, allowing you to easily remember important details, names, and events? What could you accomplish if your mental energy is always high, allowing you to stay alert and productive throughout the day without feeling mentally fatigued or foggy? How great would it feel when you experience better quality sleep, allowing your brain to rest and recharge, leading to increased productivity and creativity? Imagine feeling a sense of calmness and control allowing you to manage stress and anxiety with ease, giving you the confidence to handle any situation. Be honest with yourself. When was the last time you experienced an overall sense of well-being and satisfaction? You see, your brain health positively impacts all areas of your life, from work to relationships and personal growth. Just visualize how amazing it would feel to have optimal brain health and unlock your full potential. If you want to learn more, and I know you do, then check out the link in the show notes for the Optimizing Your Brain Health community. And we look forward to seeing you there. And now back to the rest of the show. And the palate, right? All the stuff about the bliss point and all that that goes with processed foods, right? So, I mean, I just focus on eating as as whole food and eating plan as possible. So what I do with my clients is I give them like the, the, what I consider to be the optimal. This is what, like the number of portions of this you would eat every day in an ideal world, but yours isn't ideal. You have husband, kids, parents, a career, 15 dogs, whatever it might be. (laughs) Wow. You know what I mean? But it's like, let's make it work for you realistically. And if that means it's not a perfect situation, it's still getting you on a health and wellness and weight loss journey that will Mm -hmm. take the time it's going to take. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of changing the beliefs about that as well. It's going to take the time it's going to take for you to do it in a healthy way, which is not 20 pounds this week. I know it's not this quick microwave. I'm going to lose all this weight. It's you're, right. you're essentially, what you're essentially saying is learn the healthy habits and implement them forever. And yeah. it it's pretty, I, I always go with the 80, 20 rule, you know, 80% of your week, you do it. The other 20%, you kind of, I'm not saying eat a bag of potato chips every week, you know, but you, you right. allow yourself leeway. So you don't feel like you're quote missing out, but I have to admit that that twenty percent becomes cleaner and cleaner because you realize when you become such a clean unit and you put in that twenty percent of naughtiness, you really start feeling it. Do you? You do. Yes. It's it's funny. I was just talking to a client about this this morning. I went out this weekend. You know, we have you know, an event. We went out and it was in a bar and it was what I call beet fry crap bar food, right? But it was my only option and all the things. But the whole of the following day, just headachy, bloaty, heavy feeling, lethargic, just gallons and gallons of water, just like, let me flush this stuff out because it's, you know, it's definitely brought me. 
And interestingly, although I knew it would happen, it brought my mood down. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Getting motivated that day to do something like the day after and keep my mood pepped up. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, what we eat affects our brain health. That's for sure. Definitely. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not to go into too TMI here, but of course, then everything was sluggish for a couple of days. Mm hmm. You know? Oh, you mean your bowel movements? Yeah. Oh, I know. It just, I know. It's really hard. Michael and I just traveled back to see mommy in Washington, D.C. She's my 98-year young mom. And we tried so hard to find greens in the airport because we were in the airport for, I would say, at least 48 hours straight. I mean, through the two weeks that we traveled, we were in the airport for 48 hours. It's so hard to find enough water that's not in a plastic bottle, you yeah. know, and enough greens and stuff. So you just do the best you can. And you definitely want to, you want to be pooping every day. <laughs> At least once. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what is the appropriate exercise for women 45 and older? Three components. There are three components to the ideal exercise plan for women 45 plus. Strength training. Absolutely a must. Once you are plus 40, you are losing muscle mass at a crazy rate and you've got to stay strong for two reasons to lift weights. You're keeping your muscles strong. You're keeping your bones strong as well. So we're at a greater risk of osteoporosis, right? Nobody wants to be that lady that we've all known about who falls, breaks a hip, and then that's it. Mm. If you fall, you want to be able to get up, right? So- Strength training is absolutely non-negotiable as far as I'm concerned. No, you are not going to turn into some crazy looking Amazonian woman with massive muscles. You don't have the testosterone to do that. Mm -hmm. Just go lift, go lift as heavy as you can, and you will not believe how empowering it feels when you can get that first personal best and you can do some amazing stuff with your legs. It feels amazing. Now, obviously, if there are some joint impairments in there, be very careful talk to a professional, just don't go lift something heavy, build up to it. Second of all, flexibility, stability, mobility training. What do you mean by that? Yoga, stretching, keeping range of motion where it should be. Can you still touch your toes? Can you still sit on the floor and fold your legs out? Can Do your hips still open like they should? Can you still move your arms in a full circle? These all fit into that can I get up if I fall? If you Mm -hmm. don't have the range of motion, you're not going to be able to. And you don't want to be strengthening muscles and shortening them so that you then don't have the range of motion. You still want to be able to move in a full way. And when I say stability, we want to make sure that our core is still strong. So our lower back and our core which does not mean laying on the floor and doing crunches. If you are doing any kind of strength training and you're doing big compound movements, you are going to strengthen your core. You want to be able to stand up. All this comes back to that not being frail. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. You don't want to be someone who looks at an uneven sidewalk and thinks, oh, that scares me because you might fall. You want to be somebody who looks at it and goes, I got this. Right? So Mm. keeping mobile, keeping stable, being able to balance. Can you still stand on one leg? I would love your audience to just actually think about that. Can you stand on one leg for 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. 
That's a good little visual. One of the things that I practice on myself and my husband is when we're on the floor, we get up without using our hands. Mm -hmm. That we had to learn this because we're in our 60s now. And then also when you, this might be good for the audience too, is when you're putting on your shoes, just stand on one leg and put on your shoe. Yep. Now that's a little difficult if you're, you've got to, you know, tie it up and all that stuff, but you can, most of the shoes you can slip on and it takes yeah. about 15, 30 seconds to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that's always a good little, okay, I'm going to do this this time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you can still balance and that you are stable on your feet. And then the third one is cardio. So cardio respiratory. Now, again, this doesn't mean pounding a treadmill for hours and hours. That is no. just stress. You want to have a raised heart rate and a raised breathing rate. So you just want your heart muscle and your lung muscles to be strong. Mm-hmm. That's all, right? A really good brisk walk five times a week. That's it. That's all you need. A walk where you can still have a conversation with a friend, but you might be a little bit out of puff. Right. It's a, it's a breathy conversation, but you yeah. can still... That's that's all it takes. Now, if you want to be a runner and you want to pound the treadmill, I think let's go. Sure, go for it. But just know that at this age, that is physical stress on your body that it doesn't necessarily need, especially if you're not doing strength training for your for your joints and your bones. So important, so so mm-hmm. important. Especially, I don't know about you, but I want my whole goal is to live to be a hundred years, strong, toned, healthy, sexy. For my husband, irresistible for my husband. And it takes the work starts now. Are are, are you of the same philosophy? Absolutely. Yeah. I still want to be traveling in my 90s. Yeah, exactly. And and to remain durable and resistant to disease. But we've got to start doing the work now. And we've never I've never seen a centurion that is overweight. No, no. Look at those blue zones. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't happen. And they are active and they're, yeah, they're eating well. And But there's the other side of this as well. There's the emotional and mental side of this as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All of those blue zones have some kind of spiritual practice, mm-hmm. which is just as important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, everybody needs to get plugged in like an avatar. Did you see that movie? Avatar? I didn't. No, I oh. don't have the attention span for movies. Oh, you don't. Okay. Well, it was, it's a, yeah, it's a very long movie, but essentially they all get plugged into the source every day. Then they get rejuvenated and then they go out into the world and do their thing. So get plugged in. Uh, Where, before we, before we close this, I just want to, could you offer the three action steps? I always like offering three action steps to our viewers that they can start implementing right now. Absolutely. If I were to say to any woman who's on a weight loss focus, but is trying to do it in a healthy and wealthy way, eat more vegetables. Just eat three more portions of vegetables tomorrow and make them something you've never had before or haven't had in a while. Go lift something heavy and drink some more water. That would be my three action steps. Yeah. Drink half of your body weight in water every day. Now, when you say half your body weight in water, you're talking... You're talking all at one time or are you talking oh, about? Goodness, no. Okay. No. Share. When I when I coach clients, what I ask them to do is drink a glass of water as soon as they get up. Because you've you've fasted all night. You've dehydrated yourself all night. A glass of water before coffee, right? And then space it out. For the average person, 
depending on their weight, you're going to be drinking seven, eight, nine, ten glasses of water. Just drink one an hour. Mm -hmm. And if plain old water just sounds just the most boring thing on the planet, flavor it. Yeah. Don't buy the horrible little drops from the grocery store because they're just chemicals, but right. put some fruit in it, put some veggies in it. You know, seltzer water is good. Just watch the chemicals in it. And it's any non-calorie drink, right? So cold iced tea, as long as it's unsweet, cold black coffee, hot black coffee, just as good. for hydration. However, however, what we show here at Dr. On a Mission is if you're going to drink something with caffeine, caffeine will dehydrate you. So for every cup, of caffeinated tea or cold coffee, add two more cups of water. And people are like, oh, I don't want to have to drink more water. I'm like, well, think about what's going on. You're you're actually getting dehydrated. Yeah. So just keep yeah. that in mind. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Now, where can people find you? The easiest place to find me, and thank you so much, is obviously the website, wellwomencoaching.com. And then all of the links to all my social and everything are on there. And I and think you're, I'm everywhere. You're on Instagram? I think I'm everywhere. Yes. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. TikTok. Please. You're doing TikTok. I'm doing TikTok. I'm not doing crazy dances though. No. <laughs> I haven't gotten into TikTok. I haven't, you know, there's so much to do, but great. And just so everybody, the listeners know, there will be all of this in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kirsty. I appreciate your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience, and your vision of where we're all going, where we can go. But the decision is to make the decision now, not, you know, two years before. It's definitely. Your life is over. Everybody wants it like right away. That's not the way it is, right? We have to go. Not step. at all. We no, to it's, going to, it's going to take some time. I always say that there's, there's the way to do this properly is make it simple for you, do it consistently and just throw in a dash of patience and you'll get there. I love that. And I love your accent. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much listeners for joining us. That's me at the MDN chef team with coach Kirsty Wilson. Thank you for your time. And please remember that you can do this, but be patient with yourself. It's baby steps. Okay. You deserve the time it needs to make yourself healthy and just course correct and learn new tools. You can get there. And I always close this with remain unstoppable. Okay. Remain unstoppable to where you're going. That's a wrap. Mwah. Thank you so much for your time. Bye for now. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.